ಅಥೈಕತ್ರಿಂಶಸ್ಸರ್ಗಸ್ತೋ ಗನಸ್ಥಾನಕಂಪನ ಪ್ರವಿಶ್ಯ ಲೇಗೇನ ರಾವಣಂ ವಾಕ್ಯಮ್ರವೀತ ಜನಸ್ಥಾನಸ್ಥಿತಾಜಕ್ಷಸಾವೋ ಹತ ಖರಶ್ಚ ನಿಹತ ಸಂಖ್ಯೆ ಕಥಂಚಿದಗ್ರೀವ ಕ್ರುದ್ಧ ಸಂರಕ್ತಲೋಚನ ಅಕಂಪನಮುಚೇದಂ ನಿರ್ದಹನ್ನಿವೇಜಸ ಕೇನ ಭೀಮಂ ಜನಸ್ಥಾನ ಹತ ಮಮ ಪರಾಶುನಾ ಕೋ ಹಿ ಸರ್ವೇಶು ಲೋಕೇಶು ಗತಿಗಮಿಷ್ಯತಿ ಮಹಿ ಮೇ ವಿಪ್ರಿಯಕ್ಯಂ ಅಘವತ ಸುಖಂ ಪ್ರಾಪ್ತು ವೈ ಶ್ರವಣೇನಯಮೇನ ವಿಷ್ಣುನಾ ಕಾಲಸ್ಯಾಪ್ಯಹಂಕಾಲೋ ದೇಯಮಿ ಪಾವಕ ಮೃತ್ಯು ಮರಣಧರ್ಮೇಣ ಸಂಯೋಜಯುತ್ಸಹೆ ವಾತಸ್ಯತರಸೇಗಂ ನಿಹಂತುಮಿಚೋತ್ಸಹೆ ದೇಯಮಿ ಸಂಕ್ರುದ್ಧಸ್ತೇಜಸಾಕೌ ತ್ರುದ್ಧಂ ದಶಗ್ರೀವಂ ಕೃತಂಜಲಿರಕಂಪನ ಭಯಾತ್ಸಂದಿಗ್ಧಯಾಚ ರಾವಣಂ ಯಾಚತೆ ಭಯ ದಶಗ್ರೀವೋ ಭಯ ತಸ್ಮೈ ಪ್ರದೌ ರಕ್ಷಸಾಂಬರ ಸವಿಸ್ರಬ್ಧೋ ಬ್ರವೀದ್ವಾಕ್ಯಮಸಂದಿಗ್ಧಮಕಂಪನ ಪುತ್ರೋ ದಶರಥಸ್ಯಾಸ್ತೆ ಸಿಂಹಸಂಹನೋ ಯುವ ರಾಮೋ ನಾಮ ಮಹಾಸ್ಕಂಧೋ ವೃತ್ತಾ ತಮಹಾಭುಜ ಶ್ಯಾಮ ಪೃಥುಯಶಾಶ್ರೀಮಾನತುಲ್ಯಬಲವಿಕ್ರಮ ಹತಸ್ತೇನ ಜನಸ್ಥಾನೆ ಖರಶ್ಚ ಸಹ ದೂಷಣ ಅಕಂಪನವಚಶ್ರುತ್ವಣೋ ರಾಕ್ಷಸಾಧಿಪ ನಾಗೇಂದ್ರ ಇವ ನಿಶ್ವಸ್ಯ ಇದಂ ವಚನಮ್ರವೀತ್ ಸಸುರೇಂದ್ರೇಣ ಸಂಯುಕ್ತೋ ರಾಮ ಸರ್ವಾಮರೈ ಸಹ ಉಪಯಾತೋ ಜನಸ್ಥಾನ ಬ್ರೂಹಿ ಕಚ್ಚಿದ ಕಂಪನ ರಾವಣಸ್ಯ ಪುನರ್ವಾಕ್ಯಂ ನಿಶಮ್ಯತದಕಂಪನ ಆಚಕ್ಷೇ ಬಲಂತಸ್ಯಕ್ರಮಂಚ ಮಹಾತ್ಮನ ರಾಮೋ ನಾಮ ಮಹಾತೇಜಾಶ್ರೇಷ್ಠಸ್ಸರ್ವಧನುಷ್ಮತ ದಿವ್ಯಾಸ್ತ್ರಗುಣಸಂಪನ್ನ ಪರಂ ಧರ್ಮಂ ಗತೋಯುಧಿ ತಸ್ಯಾನುರೂಪೋ ಬಲವಾನ್ ರಕ್ತಾಕ್ಷೋದುಂದುಭಿಸ್ವನ ಕಣೀಯಾನ್ ಲಕ್ಷ್ಮಣೋ ಭ್ರಾತ ರಾಕಾಶಶಿ ನಿಭಾನನ ಸತೇನ ಸಹ ಸಂಯುಕ್ತ ಪಾವಕೇನಾನಿಲೋ ಯೀಮಾನ್ ರಾಜವರಸ್ತೇನ ಜನಸ್ಥಾನ ನಿಪಾತಿ ನೈವ ದೇವಾಹಾತ್ಮನೋ ನಾತ್ರ ಕಾರ್ಯಾಚಾರಣ ಶರಾರಾಮೇಣ ತೂತ್ಸೃಷ್ಟಾರುಪುಂಖಾಪತ್ರಿಣ ಸರ್ಪಂಚಾನಭೂತ್ವಾ ಭಕ್ಷಯಂತೆ ಸ್ಮ ರಾಕ್ಷಸನ ಗಂತೆ ರಾಕ್ಷಸಾಭಯಕರ್ಷಿತ್ಯಂತೆ ರಾಮೇವಾಗ್ರತಸ್ಥಿತ ಇತ್ಥಂ ವಿನಾಶಿ ತೇನ ಜನಸ್ಥಾನ ತವಾನಘ ಅಕಂಪನವಚಶ್ರುತ್ವಾ ರಾವಣೋ ವಾಕ್ಯಮ್ರವೀತ್ ಗಮಿಷ್ಯಾಮಿ ಜನಸ್ಥಾನ ರಾಮಂ ಹಂತು ಸ ಲಕ್ಷ್ಮಣ ಅಥೈವ ಮುಕ್ತೇ ವಚನೆ ಪ್ರೋವಾಚೇದಮಕಂಪನ ಶೃಣು ರಾಜನ್ ಯಥಾವೃತ್ತಲಪೌರುಷ ಅಸಾಧ್ಯ ಕುಪಿತೋ ರಾಮೋ ವಿಕ್ರಮೇಣ ಮಹಾಯಶಾಪಗಾಸ್ತು ಪೂರ್ಣಾಯೇಗಂ ಪರಿಹರೇಚ್ಛರೈ ಸತಾರಾಗ್ರಹ ನಕ್ಷತ್ರ ನಪಶ್ಚಾಪ್ಯವಸಾದೇತ್ 
असौरामस्तु ಸಮೃತ್ಯವಾಪುನರ್ಲೋಕಾನ್ವಿಕ್ರಮೇಣಮಹಾಯಶಾಶಕ್ತಶ್ರೇಷ್ಠಸ್ಸುರುಷಸ
ಸುಪ್ತಸ್ತಯಾಬೋಧಯಿತಂಶಕ್ಯಶರಾಂಗಪೂರ್ಣೋನಿಶಿತಾಸಿತಂಷ್ಟ್ರಾಪಾಪ
Rama is indeed possessed of exceptional glory, the foremost of all bowmen, and richly endowed with prominence, attendant on skill, in the use of celestial weapons, and has reached the highest peak of valor in warfare. His younger brother Lakshmana is his like in strength with reddish eyes, a voice resembling the sound of a large drum, and a face shining bright as the full moon. Conjoined with him, that brilliant jewel among princes Rama resembles the wind united with fire. Janasthana has been devastated by him alone. Certainly no high-minded gods have come with him. No anxiety should be harboured on this score. Turning into five-headed serpents, the golden-winged arrows provided with feathers of buzzards discharged by Rama devoured the ogres. Whatever way the ogres, stricken with fear, went, they beheld Rama alone, standing in front on that very way. In this manner, O sinless one, was your Janasthana laid waste by him. Hearing the statement of Akampana, Ravana replied as follows. I shall proceed to Janasthana to make short work of Rama with Lakshmana. When these words were uttered by Ravana, Akampana spoke as follows. Hear, O king, of the might and valour of Rama as it actually stands. When enraged, the highly illustrious Rama is incapable of being tamed. He can, with his arrows, even stem the current of a flooded river and pull down even the vault of heaven with its stars, planets and constellations. That glorious Rama can even lift up the sinking earth. Breaking the limits of the ocean, the powerful Rama can deluge the worlds or even stem the tide of an ocean or scatter the wind with his arrows. Or again, dissolving the worlds by dint of his prowess, that highly illustrious and foremost man is capable of evolving the creation anew. Rama, or Ravana, cannot in any case be conquered in battle by you or even by the world of ogres any more than paradise can be won by sinful people. I do not account him capable of being slain even by all the gods and demons taken together. The following is the only means of compassing his death. Hear of it from me with an undivided mind. His wife, Sita by name, is the best woman in the world. Marked with a slender waist and well-proportioned limbs and adorned with jewels, she is in the full bloom of youth and the very jewel among women. Certainly no goddess, nor a Gandharva woman, nor a celestial nymph, nor a Naga woman. In fact, no woman can be compared with her. How then can a human lady stand comparison with her? Putting him off the scent in the great forest, take you away his wife by force. And bereft of Sita, Rama will no longer survive in any case. Ravana, the suzerain lord of the ogres, liked his suggestion. Pondering a while, the mighty-armed ogre, so they say, spoke as follows to Akampana. All right, tomorrow morning I shall undoubtedly go alone with my charioteer and joyfully bring Sita, a princess of the Videha territory, to this great city. Speaking as aforesaid, Ravana sallied forth in a chariot, bright as the sun and drawn by mules, illumining all the quarters. Coursing rapidly through the heavens the path of the stars, that huge chariot of Ravana, the ruler of ogres, shone like the moon behind a cloud. 
Reaching a hermitage in a distant place, he met Maricha, the son of Tataka. The king was entertained with foods worth masticating and those worth gulping, unknown to human beings. Honoring him personally by offering a seat and water to wash his hands and feet and for rinsing his mouth with, Maricha spoke to him as follows in words full of meaning. I hope all is pretty well with the people in your kingdom, O monarch. Since, however, you have approached me in haste, I am full of apprehension and do not anticipate that everything is quite well, O suzerain lord of ogres. Spoken to in those words by Maricha, the said Ravana, who was possessed of exceptional glory and was adept in expression, then spoke as follows. Kara and others, the soldiers guarding my frontiers, have been killed, O oh dear friend, by Rama of unwearied action. The entire colony of Janasthana, which was hitherto incapable of being destroyed, has been exterminated in an encounter. Lend your cooperation to me as such in abducting his wife. Hearing the request of Ravana, the ruler of Ogres, Maricha replied as follows. By what enemy, in the guise of a friend, has Sita been mentioned to you as fit for abduction? Gladdened by you, through gifts, etc., O tiger among ogres, who does not rejoice in your welfare and wishes harm to you by putting you on the wrong track? Tell me, who says, bring Sita to Lanka? Who seeks to get rid of the topmost figure of the ogre world? Whoever encourages you in this behalf is without doubt your enemy. Through you as his tool, he desires to extract a fang from the jaws of a snake. By whom have you been led astray by suggesting to you this course of action? By whom, O king, has a blow been dealt on your head while you were lying asleep at ease? That elephant in rut, whose very scent scares away other elephants, in the form of Sri Rama, a sign of Raghu, whose birth is an immaculate lineage, is his proboscis, and whose glory is his temporal fluid, and whose shapely arms constitute his tusks, O Ravana, should not even be stared in the face in an encounter by you at this juncture. That lion among men whose presence in a field of battle constitutes his joints and hair, who kills animals in the form of ogres killed in fighting, who is complete in point of his limbs in the form of arrows and whose sword constitutes his sharp teeth, dare not be aroused by you when asleep. It is not advisable for you, O king of ogres, to jump into the subterranean fire forming the most dreadful mouth of fathomless ocean in the form of Rama, which is infested with alligators in the form of his bow, whose bottom contains mire in the form of the might of his arms, which is rough with waves in the form of arrows and which contains waters in the form of a fierce battle. Be pleased, O Lord of Lanka and ruler of ogres, Remain gratified and return safely to Lanka. Always revel in the midst of your own wives and let Rama revel with his own wife in the woods. Exhorted thus by Maricha, 
Ravana, that ten-headed monster, returned to the city of Lanka and entered his excellent abode. Thus ends Canto 31 in the Aranyakanda of the glorious Ramayana of Valmiki, the work of a Rishi and the oldest epic.